This is the Wealth Ability for CPAs show. Better clients, better practice, better life. Here's Tom Wheelwright. Welcome to the Wealth Ability show for CPAs, where we're always discovering how to generate better clients, a better practice, and a better life. This is Tom Wheelwright, your host, founder, and CEO of the Wealth Ability Network. So we're in a very challenging time when it comes to maintaining our own cash flow. We have all sorts of people asking us, lots of clients and non-clients, asking us for advice, asking us for help with their PPP loans, with the, the CARES Act, with other things. We're doing lots of studying. How are we maintaining our cash flow? So today you're going to discover how to actually maintain and increase your cash flow while not putting a burden on your struggling clients. In fact, just the opposite. You're going to help your clients increase their cash flow while maintaining or increasing your cash flow. And this is critical in this time because if we don't maintain our cash flow, if we don't stay in business, we're the front line of this crisis. And if we're not staying in business, they're not staying in business. What are they going to do if they don't have us to rely on? So we are the front line of the financial crisis. And so it's critical that we stay healthy. All right. No, no different than the doctors and nurses. Okay. A little different, but no different from the doctors and nurses from the standpoint that they have to stay healthy so they can help their, their patients. We have to stay healthy. Our businesses have to stay healthy so that we can help our patients, which we call our clients. So think about this. How many of you have been spending the last several weeks, months even, an answering the phone? I mean, talking on the phone, answering questions about the PPP loans, the whole process. Now we're into the forgiveness time. We've got new regulations from the SBA. Um, we're getting new regulations from Treasury all the time. Now it looks like we're going to have another bill. Um, how, how, do you, how do you deal with all that and still maintain your cash flow? Okay, it's hard enough just keeping up with the tax returns, right? We have this July 15th deadline. We're, we're struggling to get to July 15th. That helps our cash flow. And yet we're spending half of our time just answering the phone. So I want to give you three ways today, three things that you can do, that you can do to increase your cash flow and actually at the same time help your client's cash flow. The first is when it comes to things like questions about, um, not calculations, but questions about the PPP loans, questions about the regulations, reading the regulations, reading the new rules. This is a time for you to build your goodwill bank. Okay. Not your financial bank account, but your goodwill bank account. Now I'm going to go through your financial bank account, but let's start with your goodwill bank account because there's never been a better time to build your goodwill bank account. And what happens is, is that when we're generous with our clients, then they will have a natural tendency to want to give back to us. So we're not doing it. So they'll give back to us. We're doing it because we want to serve our clients. We're the natural result though, is that it will take care. It will help our cash flow. 
Um, let me give you an example. Reach out to your clients. Don't charge them for reaching out. When you reach out to a client, here's what, and I've been doing this for 40 years. Every time I call a client, I get new business. Not one out of 10 calls. Every call, I get new business. Now, the question is, what are you going to do with that business? Right? How are you going to deal with that business? So that leads me to number two here, which is, I think, a huge challenge for our profession. And that is being transparent with our billing. You know, I've, I've watched a couple of industries over the years, uh, namely the dental industry and the, the car repair industry. And I've watched how they've completely changed the way they do business. Uh, it used to be when you took your car in, you never knew what kind of bill you were going to get. Same with the dentist. Uh, you'd go in and you'd come out and they'd say, yeah, that'll be $500, please. And you go, what? I thought it was going to be $50. No, no, that'll be $500. We had to do this, 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 and this, as well as what, you know, what, what you brought it in for. And they never even tell you about it. Fast forward to today. You take your car in, they will not work on it until they've given you an exact price of what it's going to cost. Exact price of what it's going to cost. Not an estimate, an exact price. It will be this much money. You go to a dentist and they say, okay, we're going to set an appointment to, to put this crown on your tooth. What do you do? You go to the front desk and they say, it's going to cost this much. This is how much it will cost and your insurance will pay X amount of the, of the, of the Y bill. They're very upfront about it. You know, hospitals haven't learned this lesson. You get, you, I was in the hospital earlier this year and hospitals, you, you get these bills and you're going, what the heck? And, and they're just figuring, well, you know, you're desperate. So you don't care about the money. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> the money is still important. So rather than be like the hospitals, okay, let's be like the dentists. Let's be like the, the car repair shops where we tell our clients up front how much it's going to cost. So, okay, let's picture this. You pick up the phone, you call the client. Hey, client, um, how are you doing today? What, what's going on with your business? How are you uh, dealing with this crisis? What can we do? What can we do to serve you? Now, I would say a good portion of the time, they're going to say, well, I need, you know, what about this? What about this? What about this? And you're going to answer the question. You are never, ever going to send them a bill for that. Ever. That is a complete no-no. Okay. You do not send them a bill for that call. A lot of times though, what'll happen is, well, as it turns out, I'm doing this deal and I could really use some help determining how much, um, it, what the tax consequences are going to be of me doing this bill of, of me uh, doing this uh, deal. And so you can go, okay, I would be happy to do that. I expect it will take us three hours to do that, which at $250 an hour is going to run about $750. Are you okay with that? Yes, I'm okay with that. If they're not, they say, oh, well, maybe, maybe not. That, that's, that, that's, uh, that's more money. Well, we could do it quick and dirty. I mean, we could do it really quick and we could probably do it in an hour. Would that be better? Oh, that would be great. Okay. 
So then you get off the phone and you send them an email. You send them an email and you explain, we, we just talked about this. This is what happened. Uh, understand you would like us to do this. Would you please confirm that you're okay with us doing this work and charging you this fee and get the email back before you start? Why would you start work on a project, whether it's a tax return, financial statement, consulting, anything else without the client approving the, the fee? That's, that's business suicide. That's what that is. That is business suicide. And it's unfair to the client. It is completely unfair to the client. Yeah, to surprise them with a bill, especially right now. Uh, let me give you an example of how not to do it. So I bought a building last year for my CPA firm and for WealthAbility. Okay. So I have two different companies and I, I bought a building um, to house these two companies. Um, they, the, the office, um, that I was using, uh, that we're using for the CPA firm needed some work, um, some tenant improvements. So I hired an architect to design it, did a great job designing it, gave me a price on it, did a great job designing it. Well, then the builder came in, the architect started working with the builder, unknown, un Unbeknownst to me, the architect was billing me for all this time, was charging this time to me. Okay. It was not included. They did, they were not clear it wasn't included in their initial fee. And I, I've worked with architects before, and normally that's part of their fee. So I get this bill, it's $12,000. The builder's doing a terrible job. They are not managing the job. So they're not even doing a good job at it. So I complain, I, I, I call up and I, I ask him about the bill. So, well, it's, if, if you read the fine print, it's in our original agreement. I'm going, okay, so I read the agreement. Okay, it, it basically says that, you know, there's, there's some time they're going to be spending. All they had to do was tell me up front, we expect it will take this amount of time and it'll cost this much money. Are you okay with that? I'd have had no issue paying their bill. None. It takes all of the energy, all that, that anxiety that you feel because you get a $12,000 bill that you're not expecting. Are you kidding me? $12,000? That's a lot of money. And yet to them it was, well, yeah, well, this is what it is. Well, I wish it had stopped at 12,000. It didn't. Okay. And shame on me for not managing it better. Shame on them for not being transparent in what they were doing and how much it was, how much time it was taking. Okay. Once, once you get, I mean, can you imagine the very first time you get a client the the client says, wait a minute, this is too much money. We need to stop work. Okay. We need to stop and, and reassess. Okay. Let's be working with the client because what we want is we, we want the client to be happy. It's critical that the client be happy with what we do. And the only way they're going to be happy with what we do is that if they know exactly how much it's going to cost and when they're going to have to pay us. Now, here's another thing that uh, we've done during this crisis, and that is we've extended credit to our clients. 
we don't normally extend credit to our clients. I, I want to be really clear. So our clients pay us when the, uh, um, in, in, in full, they, they pay whatever's remaining after their retainer, they repay, they, they pay us at the, at the end of the job. So if we do a tax return before we sent, we, before we file the tax return, they, you know, we charge the client, they pay us. Okay. So we've established that with our client. We've established billing practices with our client. We've told them upfront how much that tax return should, is going to cost. And we've received their approval on how much that tax return is going to cost. We do not proceed if they don't approve of that invoice. We don't start. Why, why would you do that? Why would you incur fee? Why would you incur time hoping you're going to get paid for it? So I think the, the number one thing here is to be transparent with your billing process, transparent to your clients every time you're going to do something. Now you notice that when I, you know, they were asked us to do the computation. I immediately went to, here's how much it's going to cost. Here's how long it's going to take us. And this is what it's going to cost. Our clients should know our hourly rates um, for a project like this, or they may, we may not use hourly rates. We may just say, this is going to cost this much money. So let me give you an example. So another thing you can do is you can add services, right? There are certain services you can definitely add during this time. One of those being the calculation of the PPP forgiveness, right? So I was talking to, I uh, was coaching one of our members the other day and we were, they were saying they had about 300 clients that had received PPP loans. And it ranged anywhere from $50,000 to $5 million. And so they wanted, you know, they were coming up with a calculation. So they came up with a flat fee. I said, well, so, so, you know, I walked them through, okay, how much time is this going to take on average? What, what's it going to be? You know, you now remember if you do a flat fee, you're going to have winners and losers. If you say it's always going to be this amount, some, some, it's really going to take less time than that. And some, it's going to take more time than that. And so you have to decide, are you going to do a flat fee or are you going to do a different rate for every person? Right. And that's, that's your relationship with your clients that you have to decide that they decided on a flat fee. Here's the next piece. Okay, then we have to send out a, a notice to our client saying, we have this service available and here's the price of the service. Now they priced it based on number of employees. Okay, so it's X dollars per employee. A flat, flat fee plus X dollars per employee. Now you get a flat fee plus X dollars per employee over five or, you know, whatever. But X dollars um, plus, plus a flat fee plus X dollars per employee. Then you have to say, okay, so here's, um, um, let us know if you want to do this and, um, and we'll take your payment for that service. Why would you wait to get payment for that service? They have the PPP loan. Why would you wait for that uh, to get paid for that service? Charge them up front. Say, well, we'll, we'll just, we, here's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to, we're going to take a credit card up front. If you don't take credit cards, you, you need to change your billing process. You need to be able to take credit cards. Okay. Because that's the easiest way to get to, for people to pay. So you can take the credit card. You're going to collect the money up front and then you're going to render the service. Well, imagine if you did that every time you did a service. 
imagine how much better your cash flow would be and how much lower your accounts receivable would be. So what we're looking at here is being transparent with your clients, be transparent with the service, with, with, the, with the billing, be transparent with what you're doing for them, be clear on what you're doing for them, and then don't go charging them something extra. So if you're charging a flat fee to calculate the PPP forgiveness amount, don't say, oh, well, you, you know, the, it, it, it took us more time. No, you, you charged a flat fee. That's your call. Okay, this is really important that clients can know what to expect from us. It's very important in our relationship with our client and they will be thrilled with us. If we'll just do it that way, they don't expect for, for you to be the bank. And if they do, do you really want them for a client? Okay, so first is to be transparent. Second is to create new services. What's another service you could do? What about tax planning for the CARES Act? There's five or six major provisions in the CARES Act. You could literally go through every single client and say, who has a net operating loss? Who had, who might've had tenant improvements? Okay, that would qualify improvement property. Who might've had, who, who might want to take money out of their IRA? And call the clients and set up a consulting engagement. Okay, now, what are you going to do? You're going to increase their cash flow by reducing their taxes. And they're going to be very happy to pay you because you're going to be transparent in how much you bill them. So you're, you're telling them how much you're going to bill. They're approving that bill. You're telling them how much money they're going to save. Okay, be transparent on that too. Don't just be transparent on how much it costs. Be transparent on how much they're getting back. All right, do a rough calculation. We expect it will save you that, that your refund should be in the neighborhood of forty to $50,000. Always, always set the expectations low, right? If you think it's going to be $60,000, tell them forty to fifty. dollars We're just at setting expectations here. Then if you have a glitch and something happens, it's forty to fifty. If it's sixty, they're thrilled, right? But if you tell them we think it's going to be sixty to eighty thousand, and it's fifty thousand, they're going to be upset. So we set that expectation. We tell them how much it's going to cost, and we charge for our services. I'm fascinated. I mean, absolutely fascinated. I, I've been a tax consultant my whole career. I've never not charged for tax consulting. And yet, as I, as I talk to new members, I find over and over that they're not charging for tax consulting. They're charging for tax returns, but not tax consulting. I don't understand. What's of greater value to your client? The tax return, which is a necessary evil, or tax consulting, where it actually reduces their, ta their, their taxes and puts money in their pocket? 100% of the time. The value is in the tax consulting 100% of the time. And if we're transparent with them up front, now we can do all the tax consulting. They would love us to do the tax consulting. They are dying for us to do tax consulting because they keep hearing, wow, the fastest way to put money in your pocket is to reduce your taxes. Oh, my taxes are so high. And then they get ridiculous advice from people that says, if you're going to pay less tax, you have to make less money. Okay, worst advice ever. If you ever give somebody that advice, you literally, I think you should lose your license. I am not kidding. 
How dare you tell somebody to reduce the amount of money they make? What a horrible, what a horrible thing to say to somebody, to an entrepreneur especially. So instead, let's look at, okay, what do you have to do in order to reduce their taxes? What facts do you have to change in order to reduce your taxes? Well, guess what? Under the CARES Act, there's certain things you can do to massively reduce taxes. So go through the CARES Act. Don't charge your clients for, going, for, for learning your job. Okay, that's not the time we charge clients. I mean, I, I read the CARES Act. I read the CARES Act four or five times all the way through. Okay, now I skip certain parts that don't apply to my clients. You know, the healthcare part and so forth. But the tax part, I read thoroughly. The PPP program, the EIDL loans, all of that, I read thoroughly. Several, several times. Never charge a client for that. But when I apply that to the client, guess what? Now, I can, I can, reduce their, I can help them reduce their taxes, and they're very happy to pay for that. All right. Last but not least. Okay, so transparency. Okay, so first thing we're going to do is we're going to build our Goodwill Bank. Okay, we're going to call them up. We're going to find out how they're doing. We're going to see how we can help them. If we need to help them and we need not charge for them, that's what we need to do. If they're doing okay and they're doing deals, that's an opportunity for us to build our business. We're going to add new services, whether it's the PPP uh, forgiveness uh, calculation, whether it's uh, tax consulting, whether it's um, just helping them find cash flow, right? Analyzing their financial statements to find more cash flow, helping them with their business and looking at their business. You know, it, 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 say you ask them though, would it be helpful to you if? We sat down and spent some time on, on your business. Okay. Would it be okay if I charged you for that time? Ask permission. Please be transparent. Finally, add clients. So <laughs> we've added so many new clients since the crisis began. Okay. Because people are looking for cash flow. We are in the best position to find that cash flow for them, whether it be a PPP loan, great cash flow, or whether it be tax money, which is there's way more. I don't know if, if you've read these articles, there's all these articles slamming the CARES Act because, oh, you know, the average person got $1,200 and millionaires got, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're right. It's there. Okay. And the millionaires, are your clients. These are the entrepreneurs who are doing business and the CARES Act provides them a way to bring cash into their company to continue to operate. That's the whole point of the CARES Act. The whole point of the CARES Act is to allow employees to continue being employed and businesses to continue to pay them. That's the whole policy behind the CARES Act. So when you look at things like the qualified improvement property and the um, $100,000 uh, loan from an IRA, you've never been able to get a loan from an IRA before. 
$100,000 loan from an IRA. The, um, the net operating loss carryback, the, 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 the elimination of the loss disallowance rules. I mean, all of these tax benefits are there from a policy standpoint to allow businesses to increase their cash flow. In many cases, through a tax refund or lower taxes this year, increase their money, their, their, their cash flow through it, through taxes so that they have more money to operate their business. So don't think these are loopholes. These are not loopholes. These are intended. These are intended incentives to help businesses continue to run in a very painful time. So do your clients a favor and do yourself a favor. Talk to your clients. Be transparent with your clients. Add new services. Do ways of doing business so that they can increase their cash flow. And at the same time, you can maintain and increase your cash flow. Because when you do that, you're always going to have better clients, better practice, and a better life. See you next time. You've been listening to the Wealth Ability for CPA show. Better clients, better practice, better life. To learn more, go to wealthability.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.